Okay, we're recording. Just like that, we are back. My words. What is going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited. We've got Howard Palmer here, cosmonaut. Yo. And it is very late for me. I, I'm up at, what time are we on? It's 1.37 in the morning. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's like 6.37 p.m. here <laughs> on a Wednesday. So it's like Thursday. <laughs> yeah, so I'm yeah. already into a new day, but uh, very excited. And yeah, maybe my consciousness will be slightly warped and a bit like... This is the perfect strange. time, man. It's that late night talking. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. So, um, yeah, first of all, you just got back from work. How, how's, how's your day been? You told me that you work three fucking jobs. That's crazy. Yes. Is, is, one, is one of them involving parkour or are they completely? Um, no, you know, so my day has been great to answer your question directly. Good. Um, and I have actually been up since four in the morning. So oh, my schedule is wake up at four, 4.30, yeah. um, out the door by 5, 5.30. And in between that, it's brush the teeth, meditate a little bit, might roll up a little joint, get myself, get my mind just relaxed for the day. Okay. And then I'm out the door. I'm out the door from five till now, you know, five, six, seven um, in the evening. Okay. And what that entails is I have a primary job where I work in the cannabis industry, but mostly on the biochemical side. Okay. I work for a company that extracts CBD out mm. of basically marijuana. Basically, marijuana without the THC in it is hemp. Sure. So yeah, we yeah. extract the, the different ones out of that and sell it. And then mm. um, outside of that, I have a mental health service practice that I offer one-on-one -on -one guided meditations. I offer yoga sessions through Zoom. Mm. Um, I my podcast is kind of littered with guided meditations. I do the YouTube videos on teaching people how to move with um, mindfulness, with a sense of consciousness. Mm. So I'm recent, no, last year, was it? February 2, 2020, I got certified as a yoga instructor. And only because I've been doing yoga for about five, six years prior to that. But I wanted to, well, like what I was mentioning to you earlier, I wanted to show myself that not that I'm also willing to learn it, but I'm also willing to teach it. Mm. And I struggled for a while to want to be a um, yoga instructor because I felt like, like the way I felt about parkour, the more you do it, the more you can instruct yourself. You don't need anyone to tell you how to do it. Mm. You know, now you can have guides, but we live in such a society here in the US that it's a hierarchy system that it, it can mess your mind up to think that you can't do something on your own without somebody guiding you to do it. Okay. Mm. And so you can't become innovative or you can't learn on your own. And if you do, then, you know, you're the, you're the castaway, you know, you're the one that's not following the system because you, you out, you're out on your own. And if you make it, oh, well, if not, that's you. And so I really took sides with that because mm. I love the idea of being guided and, help you know coming from my community we don't get a lot of help but mm. then again i really love the idea same breath for my community that you need to start taking control of your life or this system will destroy you mm. you know and so it's that sword and mm. um i i just i want to help people man my my past has been so littered in a way and i've been blessed in a lot of way but i've I have not been blessed in a lot of ways. And so I want to help people. I want to be 
an example if I can. Mm. Inspiration is good, you know. I'm I'm humbled by that thought, mm. but I want to be an example. And so yes. whether you like it or not, it's just there. And then at least from there, people can choose and be guided in their own direction. Mm. You know, so I'm a certified parkour coach under Apex Level One, Level Two. I'm the I, I mentioned being the first um, Southeastern certified uh, or first Southeastern sponsored athlete under APK and Take Flight at once, um, all under my dime. Like I, I made myself sponsored. These people, <laughs> Mark and Adam, never heard of me, right? Mm -hmm. And I showed them who I was and they're like, well, that's my fault for not knowing who you were. Would you like to be sponsored? You know? <laughs> so I, I, I took it as a humble moment because yeah. they recognized they missed something. Mm -hmm. And now they're trying their best to catch up on it or at least be honest about it. And life is life. I've definitely, at the time, again, I told you, I started parkour at 26, now 40 years old. I wasn't easily manipulated in the idea of, oh, we're going to put your video on our page and it's going to be seen by a thousand people. So just keep sending us video. We'll keep sending you clothes. You won't get any money. You won't get any things that, you know, that can help you in life, but we'll get you likes. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't want likes. I want, I want to get paid. Or yeah. I want something, you know, and then I realized, you know, some people got paid. Why am I not getting paid? And then it's the, it's, it becomes that double-edged sword again. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't train or teach parkour anymore because I realize okay. nobody's on my level. I'm 40 years old, high, high level. I can do moves that 25 year old kids do. When I offer my coaching, I keep it real simple to the point that I intend on empower you enough not to come back to me. Okay. Okay. And that is, that's bad in the parkour coaching environment of today because they love giving you enough for you to come back. And that's what most people want. Just some enough people, to give it. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people still see parkour as a leisure opportunity, something you do at the side. I just go to the gym and do it. Or some um, people put their kids into it just because their kids aren't good at other sports, you know? So it's, it's back to the mentality. It's back to parkour in my mind being a 90% mentality game. Mm. And if you don't get that right, you're only going to last for a summer or two or for how long you can do that one special move you do. And then that's it. You know, you've made history. Thank you. You've made a point. Thank you. But there's no consistency in your game. Mm. So I, so I told consistency over intensity. Oh, so I was going to ask you, that's my first yeah. question. Yeah, man. I saw I saw that in, uh, in, in a lot of your, in your posts, posts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, stuff and uh, it's an interesting concept. And, you know, you said you're, you're 40 years old now mm. and you're still moving so bloody well, man. Like, and, and you I said, I never stop, dude. I never yeah, stop. Yeah. Well, you can tell. And it's, it's crazy. Like I saw you put up a video of yourself recently talking about how you're the best uh practitioner age 40 in america just straight up and i was like yes dude, <laughs> i love the confidence but it's true I, like it, it's true it's I, I i want the smoke i want the smoke yeah I you should because it's 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 been that way for more than just now i've been top since i'll go on i'll go i'll i'll be humble and say at least five years there's <laughs> nobody at i've competed in apk 2016 why mm. would i compete of course I wasn't going to win, but I yeah. did well for a fucking 30 year, year old man. For sure. You know for what sure. I mean? For sure. And I, I would, I would 
talk about it all the time. I said, we need a 35 and over competition. There's not enough people. Mm -hmm. I don't care if there's not enough people. Make it so that when you guys get older, that there's at least enough environment for you, a thought. Yes. Now they're thinking about it. Now the conversation's like, damn. And every time they think about being older in parkour, they mention Sebastian Fuka. Sebastian doesn't do five foot jumps. He's nothing like you. You can't mention him as someone you want to look forward to in the aging of parkour. He has done his work. That's why we're here now. Mm. Now there needs to be a new face, a new idea of what it's like to push that gap. Hello. I'm one example. Mm. There's many more. There's dudes in UK, 50 years old, that's able to do more than a bigger than a five foot jump. Yo, both, both from London. Are they better than Sebastian Fulcon? No, <laughs> they're from a different era. Yeah, yeah. So that's the idea I'm going with right now. You can't, <laughs> you can't come through in the community and maybe that's what the represent, because again, in the US, there's this idea of, of intentionally leaving out black people. Mm. And so if I jump well, black people just jump well. That's what they do, okay? If I do anything physically well, it's pretty much a stigma of my color that I'm supposed to do that way. I remember I would go up to some big white leaders in the community and one of the first two words out of their mouth is if I know that other one black athlete. You know Kenny Sullivan? Do you know Daryl Stringer? Why would I know them? Why would I know them? Oh, well, because, you know, you guys are black. Mm. So I realized that they, they, they didn't even see how they were part of the system. They were just being themselves. Mm. And so if I would say, no, 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 but um, what about me? Let's work together. I can do that. We can work together. Ah, well, you're not as famous. You only have 500 likes or 500 followers, you know. They won't support anything of mine unless their name is on it. You know, if I go to their gym and tag their gym, oh, they'll like it. But if I go out and do an outside, it's like they don't even see me anymore. Mm. And I, again, it bothers the shit. It used to bother me a lot mm. because I started thinking, I was like, well, what about the little kid that started parkour at like 10 or 12? Right? What about the Spanish kid or the black kid or the not white kid that started parkour at a young age and all they want to do is just have fun and here you are telling them nah or not even telling them no, just straight up ignoring them. Mm. I feel offended, not a bad choice of word. I feel somewhat <laughs> upset because I don't know the full story why I wasn't invited or aware of World Chase Tag. For mm. years, Sam, mm. I've been on the basics of parkour using only the basic movement. No flips. Talking about A to B, talking about efficiency. That's why I got certified with these guys because I agreed with their philosophy. So you're going to have this event and I just wondered what did I do wrong? Because some of the people there, I know. We've trained together. We just trained together recently. We trained together recently before the event and you never mentioned it? That's selfish as fuck. Mm. Mm. And Howard, what do, you, what do you do with this 
I turn it into what, fuel. Yeah, what? I, was I turn say, it into fuel to be. What, the, what do you do with this frustration? What do you do with this anger, man? Like, uh, it, it. So uh, right now, how? As it how, stands, how do you, how do you deal with it? As it stands right now, and I, I, so what you're hearing is passion. I'm not angry because mm. if I was angry, I wouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> True. I I'm at a point right now. I don't hear the boos and the nays because I'm so confident in what I'm doing. Mm, I created nice. the first only parkour rap video where you're rapping and doing parkour all in an Adidas brand, all on the CU campus and all taught and no curse words and exposing the discipline of parkour. Never mm. been done. I did it. You ever heard of it? No. Happened three years ago. The song's called Parkour Just Like That. Never heard of it. I said, all right, maybe it was just because I did it and I'm a black guy or whatever, you know. Now, I've done other songs, too. I've done another parkour song in Apex Gym in a suit and in my space suit and stuff like that. That happened in 2014. Nobody's never heard of that. So then I was like, all right, well, um, maybe I'm being selfish. I'm a Leo. Maybe that's what my problem is. Let's work with people. Let's continue to work with people. Um, there's a dude named Sean Higgins in the parkour community. Yeah. He is right. I didn't even have to say his last name, but you know, my point being, Sean is the shit and he raps and he's part of, he's got a whole rap group and stuff like that or did or does. So I said, Hey, what would be cool if I do a song with him under the parkour umbrella and we call it, I'm an OG because Sean's an OG in the Denver, Colorado parkour community. And I believe myself to be an OG in the Georgia community, if not the parkour Georgia community. <laughs> so um yeah he said yeah let's do it i said perfect so we did the song it got a lot of support i i reached out to alex paulus to do the video and i said good i got alex paulus to do the video who's been doing some great work with try hard and just his ideas on film is really edgy and i love it um sean's the shit with flips you know and he could just do them all day and he's a good lyricist you know and I'm, I'm top with the basics. Ain't no basic move I can't do. And I know how to rap. And I'm a part of the community like Sean is. We both coached that path movement at the time. This would be a great opportunity to show the children and possibly the onlookers that these coaches and these athletes, because we were kind of right in the line of two, also have a self-love of verbal, this, you know, of rapping, that mm. they're willing to bring that craft into this movement. And it helped other people too who might want to, bring their craft into parkour like they were back at back in the days people wanted to do martial arts and parkour but they're like no nah, that's tricking you can't do that that's not parkour it's a bunch of kicks and stuff now to some extent you see martial arts in big movements where they're jumping and opening their whole body they're disciplined they're engaging their core in martial arts you have to learn to gauge engage your core if you want to take a hit if you train mostly in the gym, you don't know how to take a hit, right? They call it a fall, but it's the same thing. You're hitting the ground. You're, not, you're always falling. Gravity is always pressing on you. So it's not, to me, it's not a fall. It's a hit. But it's not a, it's not a conversation for um, what's right or wrong. That's just how I'm saying I see it. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to understanding what an impact is, I guess impact is a good medium word that we use a lot. So yeah. impact. You don't know impact if you're in the gym mostly. And yes, you could build a gym with hard surfaces, but it's not the same mentality when you come outside. No, it's right? not. 
especially if you could put a mat underneath the 10 foot jump and you could try it a thousand times, mm. right? And outside you can't put a mat underneath it because it's sunk into the ground. It's a concrete wall that's 10 foot up, not a railing or something that you can adjust. So I take that energy to directly answer your question in a roundabout way like <laughs> I did, is that I just continue to grow it. I continue to share it. I continue to reach out with other people. I don't take it in and take it personal. I used to take it personal because I wondered what was I doing wrong? Like I'm nice to people, intentionally nice, like, like because we don't know each other. So it's okay to be a little bit happier than you would just so that it's because you never know you might not meet this person again. And I gained that type of thinking from working in the corporate environment for long, for all those years. I was an engineer for Google and Samsung for many years. So I knew that there was an, that aspect I took out and I just brought it into the community that when I met people, hey, how you doing? I took a look at your videos. What's up? Just like I do now. It's not, it's not, how can, I'm trying to find nice words because I, I, sometimes my mouth is very vulgar. Um, <laughs> Mate, you can be as vulgar <laughs> as you want, don't worry. Well, okay, <laughs> well, basically, I'm not trying to suck your dick. I'm just really <laughs> trying to get to know you, you know, and be nice. And to the point, some people yeah. might think like that, like, this nigga all on my shit. Like, I, I, yes, no, really what it is, bro, I really love the fact that you decided to be better for yourself. Mm. And that takes wisdom, I think, to be able to see that in others and then be able to support them. And in the parkour community, it's mostly young adults who don't, who don't necessarily see wisdom as something in their, in their life. They see it like, yeah, like when I get older again, or Sebastian Foucault has wisdom, David has wisdom, but you know, Callum has wisdom, has wisdom, right? But they don't see it for themselves. Mm. And I'm like, love all of that. Love all of that. Love the fact that these people offer you a sense of wisdom, but you too can have your own wisdom. Hey, I used to genuinely, sorry to interrupt. I, no. I, genu I genuinely, I was, I was joking with, about this with my friend. Uh, there was a point where, <laughs> there was a point where I was training maybe like eight years ago. And mm. I remember like, physically thinking i was daniel alabaca yeah like my mind That's was beautiful. so it, it it was so strange like you know when kids like in uh imitate people that they they see on tv or whatever mm -hmm. and they know all of they, they get all of the little facial expressions and all that yep i realized i was training and i was like I am him. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's it was, beautiful. It, it was it was lovely because it made me feel so confident in in my movement, but it wasn't me. Right. And and what's really nice is that especially with this podcast it's like it's like really finding I'm finding my own voice, you know. I'm I'm fi I'm, I'm I'm finding, you know, who Sam is and who, who Sam can inspire, you know. And that's that's really nice for me because I I'd say yeah, I've had issues. I'd had different issues with with uh, with mental health and social interaction and things like that. And this is this is kind of like a conduit for me to be like, look, I want to learn from from everyone. I want to learn from the best. I want to pick all the ripe fruit from people, mm. and uh, and all this will 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 give me so much uh, so much nutrients to be like, well, this is me now, you know. And so, all I would say in that, that's the same approach I had with like going out, like. Daniel Arroyo, you know that name? Does that name ring? I was gonna ask, mate. I was gonna ask you about him. Yeah, he's that is that is that okay. Yeah. 
Let me calm okay. down a second. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> that is my best friend slash greatest friend slash... Oh, really? I mean, to me, to me. He may not see us that way. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is... I'm sorry, I get excited sometimes. Um, get so excited. When, <laughs> when I saw him online, <laughs> yes. I found Daniel Arroyo's video online. I, I forget how, right? And mm. it wasn't by recommendation. Mm. Right. He had a parkour video out and he had one video back in the day called Ball Boy, B-A-L-L Boy, Ball Boy. Right. And he's I, at this park. You, you might know it. I mean, again, the guy is fucking famous. So he. Um, tell me. He, he, his movement was very, again, with me, with my martial arts background, I could tell that this person knew what they were doing with their body. They weren't just chucking it. Right. And then. Um, this was like back in the MTV days, you know, he was famous back then too. So there was a space where they were doing interviews on him and asking him about himself. Yes, and he yes. mentioned his father and, and important with the, the most important thing I got out of it is that here's an individual that took his adversity, his mental adversity and what mm -hmm. I understood from him and became impossible. I said, fuck, I got to meet this guy. So I hit him up online, didn't get much of a response. Then I drove down to Orlando, Temple, Orlando. He was in Florida. I didn't care where it was. And I drove down to, hey, hey, bro. Um, uh, remember that guy you were talking to online? That's me. Want to hang out? And he's like, sure. You know, because at that time, at least, no one wanted to see him for him. They just kept putting him in on this pedestal. Okay. And um, maybe mm, at that time, yes. the way I understood it, he didn't, he didn't find a proper space with that as of yet. Or maybe he was coming out of it. I'm still not clear. But to the point we had a good connection. He felt like there was something in me that he respected as well. And so whatever it may be, I ran with it. And so mm. um, I did video. I tried to do videos with him. I even tried, again, this was like before I could, rem this wasn't even done, being done in Georgia. Um, there was a, a forum or a group called Overflux. And it was ran by this um, Indian kid named Amir. He's now a dentist or something like that. Um, but he was in parkour back in the day too. And he used to run with the, the earlier school guys here in the US, like, um, wow, the name's drawing a blank. It's been so many years. But there were a set of people in the early 2003, four ideas that were basically representing like the Yamakaze style of parkour here in the US. Okay. And <clears throat> I, knew them, I knew of them, but I, did, I only met one of them. And I did this whole video with him too. I did a rap song called phantom of the parkour opera and stuff but he, i met him i met these people online and we didn't have videos and so we would come outside and just like figure it out together we couldn't see when david and these guys did these moves and stuff because there was no visual representation um jump london and jump britain and these movies didn't come out i think which one was first jump london or jump britain I think, I think Jump London was first, yeah. Jump, Jump London was first. Yeah, so yeah. Jump London came out and I, I think that was the buzz for us or for them at least. And mm -hmm. when I came into parkour, because I think Jump London came out a little bit years before that, the way I came into it, I wasn't off the hype. And so the gentlemen, the guys that were in it before, I was told that they no longer do it. There was only one kid um, by the name of Gamey or... Uh, G-A-M-E-Y-Y -Y or Gamay or something like that, that was um, very good at style. And he basically represented what Georgia wanted to see of parkour. 
but he no longer did parkour. He lived like in Hawaii or something like that. So I found his video. Sam, I studied every single move he did. And then I duplicated that video and I put a channel to channel video. And before I did it, I reached out to him. I said, man, I love what you did and I love what you represented. May I please repeat your work and, sh and help to show people. And I explained what I was doing prior to that. And mm -hmm. he's like, do it. You have my blessings and I'm not gonna say, you know, no. So I did the video. I did everything like him and did a little bit of me there in hopes to represent to people that parkour can grow. Mm. And the people that you saw before doesn't have to be the people that you help to determine what the future of this movement looks like. Mm -hmm. It could literally look like us flying 30 years from now. <laughs> So dudes like me and you who can't fly, we're no longer parkour, right? So I'm an advocate of that. I could fade myself out in this way, right? And I'm okay with that. I don't want to be here forever, but I don't want to not be here and not represent a change and represent mm. a difference and represent the idea that you yes. can grow in this movement. And mm. that's why... I don't like, I didn't like the idea of gyms in the beginning because you can't grow in a gym. You can move the obstacles around and there's even gyms that were offered that the whole gym is mobile. Okay. What do you do when you mobile everything a thousand times? And now you go outside and you try that same jump. What I experienced speaking only for myself is that it doesn't translate well. You can be you could grow up in a parkour gym and still never train outside or still have hesitance about training outside. But, mm -hmm. Go ahead. It's funny. Uh, just thinking about what you're saying now, I'm just imagining like the really top kind of gym athletes. Yeah. And it seems to me that, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that a lot of them started outdoors came into the gym and then got really sick in the gym and then went back outdoors and then to kind of, but yeah, I think, I think you definitely have a point that like, if you just start in the gym and you can modify everything, then you're never building a, a, a tolerance for adversity. It's just harder. It's just harder. It's, it's possible because in all honesty, um, I'm, I'm a name dropper cause I've been out here for so long. No one drops my name, but I drop people's name. So like, um, try hard. Uh, try hard. They are a representation of children that started in the gym and took it outside to now that they're good. Yeah. You know, and they're really good. And I rarely see them go to the gym to get better. They just do it like as a, but um, a way to grease the oil. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, I could yeah. try this, but yeah. they're, 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 they're right. So, and I don't know anything about like team fat, who's like pretty much pushing that edge if they started in a gym or anything like that. But the fact that they're outside mostly, mm. um, at least as far as they convey their um, videos to be, yeah. that it brings back that sense of doing big things outside, mm. right? Storo changed the game when they said you can just be outside. You can do anything you want to outside. And then they went to roof culture outside, <laughs> right? Still, and that's why I think that's what, one of the reasons why we love them so much. Because mm. there's there's... There's Copenhagen. There's a whole country of, <laughs> of, of movements and gyms. That's, nobody's talking about that more than we appreciate it. We're talking about the people who are outside doing it every day or enough for us, right? Dom is another big example of this generation. 
You know, if he makes it anything further than he is now, he will continue to be in the conversation of this piece, godlike in his approach, because there's no one like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he absolutely. can't ask, he can't ask for your help or <laughs> your opinion, right? He can only hopefully consider your support and be humble enough to, to take it into his life. But he doesn't need anybody when it comes to him committing to his movements and taking his discipline further. Yes. Right? That type of mentality, as far as I saw in the gym, doesn't exist. Hmm. Right? Do you, think it, it, do, do you think it can exist? As of today, yes. In the past, no. Okay. Yeah. As of today, yes. Hmm. And to my point of Daniel Arroyo, I'm sorry, I forgot. So I asked yeah. him, I asked him to pay him to come to Georgia to teach us parkour. And I reached out to my dudes on Overflux. They were like, that's stupid as fuck. Why would you do that? Why would we pay someone to teach us parkour? That's tough. No, we don't do that. I'm like, Danny, I'm sorry, man. Um, but I'm willing to come to your state and work with you. And he's like, that's cool. And he hadn't done the Jennifer Lopez thing yet. He hasn't done the Will Smith thing yet. He hadn't, um, like, whatever else I couldn't keep up with. Because he, he has a record. He has a list, you know? So I'm just like, here's, an, here's a gentleman, a young man, who's not white, specifically. That's very important. Who maybe had a confrontation with Daniel Ilobaka back in the MTV days and stuff like that. But then still... Yeah, because they had this conversation, apparently, that got one of them kicked off the show and something like that, um, hmm. because they didn't see eye to eye. And I think <laughs> it was Daniel Ilabaka and Daniel Arroyo, like, woo, two powerhouses in my wow. mind. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, here's this young man who has some adversity outside of this discipline, but he's doing moves that nobody in Florida is doing. And then kind of like nobody in the US at the time was doing, and he's like five, six. <laughs> yeah. So when he got recognized by WFPF and, and um, kind of got picked up by the UK scene and he was traveling with those guys doing stuff, I was, I was so happy for him. Mm, mm. Here in the US, I don't know if he got that much love. Of course, he got loves from his friends really? and, people, and, and people like that. But I didn't see people posting his videos and like Daniel's. Out. No, I didn't see that. I saw them like, Oh, look at this guy. Look what he did. And I'm like, are you fucking over there? Are you over? Do you live over there? You don't live over there. So why are you on his dick? Like there's people here in this country that are good that just because they're not as good as you, you don't want to recognize them. Is that how I'm seeing this? Because that's not fair. And I'll say, hey, Danny, man. And he would have his piece about the community as well. And I'm like, you're right, dude. And that's so unfair. Why is that like that? And we would agree on certain points. And then we would go off on our own um, standpoint about things, you know? And as it stands right now, as of today, I don't know if he's angry or anything, but he's moving again. And I love that. Hmm. I love that he's back with it. But he, it doesn't matter what he does. Because to me, he's a person that's willing to look into himself, find out what's going to make him better, and then hmm. dive into that. Hmm. And parkour became an example of that for him. Right. And then there's other things, maybe now his life and his art, you know, and his music is one example. I can relate to that fully. Even those same examples I can relate to. So here it is, two individuals that came from in separate backgrounds that saw this movement 
as a way for full loving self-expression. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just about jumps. It was about creating art. And so parkour by HP was in a way, and I even said it, I created videos and got no support. It's okay. Um, to say like, I want to show you the life behind it. And I, when I say it got no support, it's because I didn't promote it like that. I felt like, no, it's just going to catch on. I don't need to buy likes and buy favoritisms and stuff. People want this. I was just too early. I was five to six years too early because now what does everybody want to see? BTS. They want to see behind the scenes. They want to know what makes it click. I love that. I love to see that it's happening now. Hmm. I'm, I'm confused as to why when myself or some other people were doing it, why it didn't catch on. But again, it's technology and it's the idea of the internet and the internet is built off attention. And so if the attention is not there, Mm -hmm. it's just, and so putting myself in that category, if the attention of someone actually having my accolades is not there, then I'm a ghost. You never heard of me. You've never heard of someone doing it for since 2006 till today traveled and lived in different states and done moves that have yet to be done, not because they're impossible, but because everybody's still following each other. Right. And so till they stop doing that, because you remember you, you, you don't flip or you don't flip a lot. I don't flip a lot either. I got like three flips that I love to do, but I'm going to make sure I'm the only 40 year old able to do them. Right. (laughs) And my point is that if you don't find a way to make it yours and own it, then you're going to fall victim to the wave of what other people are doing. Like when flip started out and you couldn't flip, you were kicked out of the flip game. You were kicked out of the parkour game. No one watched your videos because you weren't flipping. What? Yeah, that's, it's crazy. That's offensive. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, I think what's, (laughs) I think what's, uh, what's so brilliant is seeing individuals, or little communities come up with new styles that then become so influential because they 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 sort of reject kind of the the normal the normal the normal ways of doing things you know like it's really it's really fascinating for me to see how styles have changed over my time of practice and and how yeah how, how people start things that seem perhaps slightly strange or different and then it's like they're just owning it and then it's like wow this is amazing like getting into different things and uh and that's what that's what gives our culture yes exactly and seeing that in each other is what helps build the culture yes but 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 what uh, my point was is that i do find a lot of people lost in what their own self-expression is because they are they're only watching uh content from other styles and it gets to a point where you think well am i going to go out today and be like uh ed scott am i going to be going to go out today and be like um andy vole am i going to go out and be like sam i started i started doing um uh front flips off of things like two years back so at 38 as long as it was 10 feet and above i'm a front flip off of it and I would look at it and work. And there's, I have a compilation. It's not many videos, but it's more than five of me front flipping off of things. You know what a couple of people said to me? Who do you think you are? Do you think you're dumb? Hmm. What? 
look at what Dom does. <laughs> Why would I think I'm him? Mm. But because they're still in that mentality of the follower. They can't accept, and it's not a negative. I, I speak in a certain way, so I do understand that. But they're not able to accept yet because you're following the crowd. Mm. If everybody started opening parkour gyms, everybody starts opening parkour. There was a time when there was no parkour gyms. And yeah. the idea of opening a gym wasn't a good thing. Mm. Then all of a sudden, insurance came forward or license came forward or money came forward. Same now as there's a fucking gym everywhere. Yes, same yes, as competition. Same as competition. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm not an advocate of competition if it, mm. if it looks to ostracize or separate someone or looks to determine that if that person wins that competition, that they're the best. So when I put out that I'm the best, I'm not putting it out because I believe I'm physically adapt or better than another person. I'm the best because there's nobody that's been doing it like me for these years. That's what makes me the best. And I'm a part of the community. So um, Renee hit me up um, after I put that up and said that um, Renee from parkour in Canada um, with Tom yeah. Coppola and stuff. Yeah, he yeah. said, you know, we need to get a competition. I'm like, word, let's get it. Mm. But in the back of my mind, I hope he doesn't think the competition is going to be the determining factor against my words. Because I'm not the best because, again, because I physically think that I'm better. No, that's impossible. I'm not. I'm not you and you're not me. What makes me the best is my history. Mm. What makes me the best is my consistency. What makes me the best is my capability in that discipline. The overall look. Like when somebody win, wins a Nobel Peace Prize, it's not because they did 20 push-ups faster than the other motherfucker. <laughs> it's because they represent something more than just a push-up. Mm. So that's what I don't really favor about competition. They're using it as this tool that if this one person wins. So like when Joey Adrian wins the competition, I love that because Joey Adrian's got history. If mm. somebody who wins the competition and doesn't have history, I'm going to respect that person, but I can't say I love it mm. because they may have came from outside, just like Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss is another person that I read and love his book, but I hate the fact of the way he approaches certain things. Like when he won that Muay Thai competition and um, he won it in a way where it's never been won and it was like a top one. And the only way that he won it is that he studied the, um, what it took to physically get there. And then he did something drastic to his body and drastic to his discipline. And then he won. Now it made all the other guys that's been doing it for years, trying to get to this top and win this competition. It made them look like shit. But it, if you really understand what's happening, it can't, it can't take away from the history that you put in and the discipline that you've offered yourself just because this guy who came out of nowhere won the competition. He won it because he was smart and smart people don't play fair, right? So now you got to get smart. It does, don't let it take away from you. So I take that same breath into what's happening. I've been doing this for so long. I'm injury free. I dislocated my pinky doing a palm spin in a gym for somebody on mats. That's my <laughs> only injury. Everything else, every video that I drop is from the same day of training. I don't save clips. I don't want you to think I'm hot now when I'm just sitting at my house eating Cheetos. I want you to see my video. I'm hot now because I'm hot now. So you can get a full representation of yourself. So you can see someone. Yeah, man, that shit is depressing. When I see a video and I know you ain't, that's, your hair is much longer than that now. But I get it. It's the idea of attention. And if 
the moves you were doing didn't get attention now you could save your clips and start posting and hashtagging the fucking shit out of it and then everybody likes you now okay you win come check me in five years sam if i can do the move five years ago i should be able to do it now that's my philosophy it's not reverse for me it's not like all oh, my knees my back now mind you if I work three jobs and I'm up by four and in the bed by 10, I'm moving and meditative all the time. Mm. I stretch all the time. I call it, um, what did I call it? I come up with creative things. I think I said the other day, uh, I posted on Instagram, it was um, snack, snack, snack training or snack something I said. But I was trying to define or put in an umbrella how throughout my day, whether I'm sitting with my wife or I'm outside doing something, I'm just moving. I might stretch, I might do some air squats, I might stretch my body, I do some joint movement. Being certified as a personal trainer and a yoga instructor and a, and a martial artist and a parkour coach, I read these books. I, I didn't buy the certification, so I had to put the knowledge somewhere and I found space in my life to put it. So now I'm a machine. I am mm. a machine from four to 10, but not a machine where I don't know myself, because there's a lot of collective meditative moment. I wouldn't be able to provide you with guided meditations. I wouldn't be able to lead you through a sense of calm if I didn't expose myself to that level of discipline too. It's just that I'm also very excited like this moment. I'm not on anything. I'm just sweating and excited because <laughs> I get to talk to someone who's willing to take the next level, to take the next step, who, who, who's not just talking so like when I went on height drop, I love Brandon. Brandon's mm -hmm. another big, big um, fan. Shout out Brandon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Brandon Douglas all day, you know? And when I went on his podcast, I said, man, I love what you're doing here because at least you're just opening the conversation. Mm -hmm. Brian Prince had a podcast before his similar effect, mm -hmm. but it didn't catch on. And so Brian even announced it. He promoted um, Brandon's podcast to say, go, go, go to his podcast instead, right? So he kind of gave him the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, the, the kudos to move forward yeah, in, the yeah. sense of the, in sense of the, um, a parkour podcast in the US, right? And Brandon's philosophy about height drop, he initially, he just had it in the background. It was there. He didn't really want anybody. He didn't want to promote it. He wanted people to just run up on it. And I'm like, that's cool. But you represent so much, dude. You've won competitions. Like there's, there's probably little kids and I'm one of them in like inside myself who looks up to certain moves that you've done. And like, there's certain things he've done in Boulder that has yet to been done before that you can drive by the spots and just, for me, I'm like, dang, <laughs> damn, he hit that? <laughs> dang. You know, and it, it's, it's just being able to see the history and the legacy of someone like that and know it. And maybe he had that, persona of himself but then it was gassed you know and thinking he was the shit and he had to get rid of it okay okay because he he admits that too you know he admits that there's a point in his life where he just too gassed about it and okay. thinking he was better you know mm -hmm. and he had to like calm himself down or whatever happened in his life to kind of bring him to the acknowledgement of the truth but it doesn't take away from his capability and his skill set he's still good you know for wherever he is that he is now let's hope he can continue that way and so my point is that when you're good that way and when you have the opportunity, you should share that shit. You should share it and step into a realm that you're so confident. Like Bruce Lee has this um, statement is like, um, 
I didn't come in this world to live to your expectations, so I don't expect you to live into mine, right? Mm. I like that idea. I love those words because if I'm living to your expectation, then of course I'm going to think you might live to mine and then I'm going to judge you and then I'm going to find blame, just like what you asked me earlier. If, I'm, if I sound angry, it's because the conversation has yet to be resolved. So it's still in that energy of there's still a, there's still a I, I learned something interesting recently. Someone was saying that um, whenever anger is present, it represents a task that needs to be done. Yes. And, and uh, so that, I don't want to take away from the energy of yeah. that by talking on it calmly. No, it's still there. And it's yeah, still course, fucked man. up. Of course. The fact that you don't know of me is a problem. And it's not because I'm good. Why should you only know about the good guys? And if you check it, I am actually good, but good in a different I know you're good. I know you're good. And good in a different way. So <laughs> again, back to the attention. Mm. And I know it. It's not for something to I portray back to me coaching. When I coach people, I intentionally coach them enough to give them enough jewels to go home and take so that if they come back, if they come back to me, it's with more. They're coming back as a better person. They're not just hanging out with me every Tuesday at seven because they paid for this class. Do you do do you uh, do you do any like private teaching? Do you do any like street mentorship stuff? Um, I used to. Now mm. I'm um, because of COVID and because of yeah. and what and not really COVID. So again, back in America here, um, you know, police brutality and racism has been the foundation of this country, and I've been exposed to it. My friends have been exposed to it. Um, I've had guns drawn on me by dumbass cops within the last two years with it being so exposed with George Floyd I cried for like a week straight I couldn't I couldn't understand why I was crying though I had to go back into myself and realize that all that pain that I used to see and listening to in the gang music and be a part of because I was in a gang be a part of it was just hurting me now and I kept seeing how much I was, how I contributed to it and how much it made, it's killing us. And I watched the video of George Floyd and I just couldn't stop crying. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with white people no more. Like I started getting, anger is not the word. Fury. Like fury. So back in the nineties, this is a quick recap. When the roots came out, there was a bit roots. Roots is a, is a, um, it's a movie of, okay, you've heard, okay, you're not. Yeah. Okay. So when Roots came out, there was a lot of black people up in arms, ready to punch the shit out of white people in their face, just to punch the shit out of them because the, the, the fury was there. And now you could see it on TV and it's, and these actors were portraying it in such a way that it's like, I don't know if I can watch this. And this, this, this would come on TV and it would come on weeks at a time and hours at a time. So you'd be plugged in front of your television between commercials watching this stuff. So you got indoctrinated in a way that you didn't even notice. And so you put that energy in my point back to where we are now to see what happened. Sam, if I would have got a gun, I mean, I own it. If I would have <laughs> not owned a gun and not feel like, if I didn't have a sense of mind, I could understand the way the young black children are acting now in America. 
They seem completely lost to the idea of self. They dread their hair, they go on, they expose themselves one day. They'll almost do anything to be, a, to be noticed. It's fucking mm -hmm. sickening. Mm. We are dying based off of attention. People are killing themselves because they don't get enough likes or they get bullied online. Black kids are being left out of conversations only because they don't dress right or look right or because of their skin straight up and down. So I stopped thinking, it started hurting me. And I'm like, I can't, living in Colorado is predominantly a white community. I was like, I love people, I know people, I wanna help people, but I can't train anybody right now because most of my clients are white. And mm. I, I, I don't know how to look beyond their skin when that's how they keep seeing me. Like I never, intentionally treated them that way but knowing that's how they saw me so i watched my back you know i don't there was a there's a thing in in the black community don't trust white people you know and it's true it's true to a full extent but it's also unfair i'm not gonna say it's fair but i will say that it's true right and so you can't it's very hard to live in that space bro it's very hard to know. So when you wake up in the morning, let's say you feel fucking great. You brush your teeth, you walk out, you look good. And you start walking down the street, the street, sorry, the street, and this woman clutches her purse or looks at you funny and says something stupid as fuck. Like, can I touch your hair? Or you're not supposed to be here. Sam, your whole day could be fucking squashed right there. And then you got to find a way to get over that because now you got to go to work with the same people, maybe not the same person, the mm. same people who made you feel that way. Yes. And now this person may have not made you felt that way. And they're like, what's wrong, Howard? You know, B Billy, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Cause I don't even know if I can explain it to you what's wrong, you know? Um, but I'm cool. Let's get to work, you know? And you just got to put on code switching. You just got to put on your white voice and get over it. There's a lot that's happening in this community that a lot of people outside of our country in parkour in our community don't see, don't get exposed to, or not even aware of, okay? There are certain parts or certain, certain days that in certain cities of parkour that you just can't go out and train or you might get harassed or you might get beat up or you might get shot, you know? Um, we talked about that in the Obsidian Gathering event about it's something that I brought up in conversation being that the age and experience I had with it. But there's a, there was a time, it's somewhat better now, maybe because I'm, of where I am, but maybe not completely better. You could not go outside training parkour without a white person with you. Because the cop would immediately think you're a robber. It doesn't matter what you say. You're going in that paddy wagon. You're going in that car. So walk with no ID and walk with a white friend because you don't need an ID if you're not driving a vehicle. So why would they ask you for ID if you don't need it, right? Because they want a record. They want to put you on record and fuck up your record before you even get started in life. So it's a system. 
the white friend can go out, hey man, you need some help? You want some fucking water? You guys are awesome. I'm out there, we're out there. Wait, wait, what y'all doing? What are, you, what are you doing out here? Oh, somebody called. Somebody could have not have called, but because the cop doesn't want you there, you gotta leave now. I dealt with that from day one, living in Georgia in the South. Maybe others can attest to it. I won't call them out because they have their own history with parkour. But there are multiple times when we were just out training, there was no white friend with us and the black cop shows up or the white cop shows up. Doesn't matter his skin, he's just a cop. And so we, we end up almost even catching a fear of being able to train outside. Mm. We need the conversation that I feel needs to be had in the US because maybe it doesn't apply to other countries. Um, and it doesn't mean they can't have a voice or in support to it because parkour is our medium, but they may not be able to fully relate, right? It's almost like as a dude in parkour, we can't fully relate to how a woman might feel in parkour. We can hear her out and we might be that one guy that just wanted to help, but did she ask you for your help? You know, so it's understanding a woman's position in the same medium that we're doing. And then in the example I'm trying to give for the outsiders in the US, trying to understand our position in the same medium. Daryl does a great job. And then Dan Dye is a new one that does a great job to politically represent the injustice what's happening. Mm. The only thing, not, not the only thing, what I represent outside of what they're doing in my, in my belief is that I represent what was happening inside of the culture. They represent the political aspect that's affecting the culture. And they talk about it and they do it very well. They're, I don't even know half the stuff they know. <laughs> but what I do know, which they have not yet shown that they know as well or as versed, is the community of it and, and the people in it. Like, there's not, a, there's not a person in the US that's been a top level athlete or that's a gym owner that I haven't met or known or doesn't know me. Not one, but yet I could go to different gyms. I remember meeting Andy Taylor, Mr. Blue Hair. I've known Andy from days, got pictures with Andy, used to hang out with Andy. Andy came to Colorado after leaving Philly, trying to start over his life again, trying to um, help parkour build. And he's like, he, I think he was here for a good year or so, maybe six months to a year. And he didn't even know I was here. He didn't, no one mentioned my name at all. And I'm like, Andy, I've known you since Florida. When we used to host those jams and I would come down from Georgia and video, he's like, yeah. And I was like, no one mentioned me. And, it, and again, this is not the idea of, oh, um, I need to be mentioned. It's a part of the community. It's a part of keeping us together in conversation so that if someone is here in the state that you know or we know, we work together. So it doesn't have to be, you have to wait five to 10 years for children to grow up in parkour to then be old enough to work in parkour. There's actual people that can converse and work together, but there's that missing conversation and again, in Howard's mind, only in Cosmo's mind, because I've yet to talk to people about it, um, that it's twofold. It's the idea of race and it's the idea of long longevity. 
<clears throat> and so if you're not doing parkour for a long time, you might not mention that person that's been doing it longer than you. If you guys started at the same time and they advanced past you, but you got a gym and he doesn't have a gym, he can do a 10 foot jump, but you can't, but you can pontificate the fuck out of parkour. Are you going to mention him? Probably not. You'll find somebody older or something like that and make it seem like that person is old parkour, but you won't mention me. So there's still that problem. And I don't know how to fix it more than what I'm doing now. It's just standing up aggressively. I'm not an aggressive person. I can be. I can be so much so that it's a part of my character. But in all honesty, I just want to be left alone and have fun, be able to share with people and not be denied and not be denied. So I stood up. I am the best, not because I'm cocky, but because there's, I have four to five different Instagram and three to four different YouTubes and years of training of the videos and connecting and work. Where the fuck you at? Why haven't, you, why haven't they used what I've done in support? So maybe it's the person. So let me die, but at least my work would be there. And then maybe somebody white or maybe a young woman would pick it up and it would be acceptable then. But I'm not going to stop doing this because you don't like it or you're not talking about me because you not like me. Why, why, why would you need to be like me? Why does, think again, Yamakazi, parkour was created by a bunch of immigrants. Did they walk around saying that they need to be like each other? They supported each other and pushed each other. Why aren't we doing that now? Why is there a, a name of one person and that person's name just lasts the whole fucking, just lasts, that's it. Nobody else's name can come up now. It's just unfair. And maybe because of the position I'm in, that's how I feel, but I'm trying to also look at it from the outside in, trying to get past myself and look at the work. And hopefully, 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 as the future of this art continues to progress and express itself into sports, into competitions, into this stuff, there'll be enough of an environment for people to love each other and support each other and not feel like they need to bring each other down or not say anything about this person unless they're sharing your work or, or they're at your gym or they did something for you. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn. Yeah, I'm... Uh... I'm, I'm like, I know you're tired, bro. I'm half, sorry. Half, half in and out of consciousness. So I'm really looking forward to listening to us all back, man. Definitely. Thank you. No, I get it, man. Thank I know. For, and I thank, see, I see you. Thank you for your words, man. Thank you for sharing all that. It's, uh, it's, it just seems like it's just straight out and it's really nice that you're just free, you know, just completely, <laughs> it's just from brain to mouth and like, there's no, no lag. <laughs> so now, now you see why I had to create a podcast because yeah, man, I'm having sure. these conversations yeah. and I'm like, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. I just want to talk. Like cops would say, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but um, it, I can't. I can't live in my mind. No. And no. think the world exists in my mind. You know. So the, talking uh, with you is like joy. Good. Good. I'm glad. That's that's all I can. That's all I can offer. 
<laughs> for now. <laughs> but uh, did you get any questions from um, the uh, the community? Did anybody ask any questions? Yep. So I mean, I I mean, I have I have all these questions left, but we've, <laughs> we've already gone. So Let's far. do one or two. Let's do one or two if we can. Um, I'd love to know what people want to know. Oh well, sorry. These, as in, these are my questions. Oh, um, oh okay. Sorry. Yeah. Let us let, get a couple of these in, and then I, I think we had like we only had one question. That, okay. Uh, from from a young guy who I'm, I'm already very fond of uh, from India that seems to be following my podcast, and I'll, I'll, oh, awesome! I'll ask his uh, I'll ask his question after after this one. Um, so something that really struck me was um, a term you used in in one of your videos or posts, mm -hmm. Sankofa. Oh, yeah. And so for listeners, uh, this is apparently the importance of reaching back to knowledge gain in the past to use in the present. And for me, I'm actually working on a video in my like hometown, hometown mm. uh, with my family. And I'm trying to kind of recreate uh, a lot of the movements I did like 10 years ago. Ooh. And it's a, it's a super interesting uh, experience for me. Yes. But also seeing that phrase, I was like, wow, that's like exactly where I'm at at the moment. So please tell, tell us more about this, if, uh, if you will. Well, it's, uh, it's an African term. I think it comes from Ghana. Yes. And like yeah. you said, um, it is a sense of going back and getting in. So sometimes I have to calm down. My body is like, whoa. Um, <laughs> during times of slavery, we had to find ways to be reminded of our, of our, of our true essence, mm. right? Our king and queen, or what we used to call emperor and empress, and empress um, our past, our true history. We weren't just slaves. The idea of slaves were, if anything, slaves are cloned Africans here in the U.S., they took some white blood, they took some African blood, and they made niggas, right? And so that's the version of Blacks in America. That's why they're called African-American, right? A true African is never going to be American. If anything, he's an African in exile, but he's not American. If you're born here and they made you and clone your ass, yeah, then you're, you're, you're African-American. So have that. So Sankofa is a way to learn to look back into your true history outside of the one that was perpetuated, given to you, and use that power and that knowledge into your now. So it's just how we try to remember our history in a true way. And there's a, there's a really good movie about it. It's Africa, Afrocentric for sure, um, called Sankofa. But that's, that's why I, I did it. I did it in a way for people to be reminded that the essence of who you are can always be called into the future. You don't just get old and then get wasteful. You should actually yes. be like, be like, be like, like gold or like diamond, mm -hmm. you know, over time or like wine, you know, you get better over time. Mm -hmm. So I tried different mediums or different ways, different ways to bring that consciousness in because that's what I'm about. I just said it earlier. If I can do the move five years ago, I want to believe I should be able to do it now. So at 35, I should be able to do the same move at 40 so far. Everything's been working out. If I go to an old spot and I remember a video, I can do the move again. The only caveat, the only caveat, <laughs> it takes me 
maybe five more minutes or a little bit more time to do the move than it did before. So I know I'm aging, obviously, but I also know that my mind is changing because I don't, I don't call what I do right now training. I more call it greasing the, greasing the joints because I've spent so much years conditioning in certain movements, like all the basic movements, the Kong, the balls, the slides, the yeah. jumps, the freeze of it, that one summer, just four keeping, years, yeah. one summer, four years ago, I wanted to learn how to do a run and pre like the people in Spain and Kai when they use one foot. So I just practiced, I just looked at the videos and slowed them down and figured it out. And then I went outside and taught myself. Now I know how to do two different styles of running pre's. As I was getting older. Mm. So I didn't consider that, man, I'm, I might not be able to do that, 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 that 10 foot jump the way that I want to. Yes, I can. Because there's nobody else doing it. So there's no one telling me I can't do it. And that's the representation I want to be as well. I want little children or young people in the parkour community not to fall victim to the wave of movements, more so to use it as a stepping stool to get better within themselves. So if mm. you don't ever mm. want to do flips in parkour, fuck it, don't ever do flips. But don't ever think you can't, you're not doing parkour. Yeah, dead up. But, and then for the people who do flips, they should not treat you less than because you don't do flips. Yeah, for sure. For sure, but not it is not really the case. So it's, yeah. it's being it's being able to get past that, and I think it's the leaders that's going to change that. It's when we stand up and say it's okay, and we do it for and with each other that the children are the ones who are not clear on how to love unconditionally will just follow suit. So we just have to change that paradigm. Change the idea that parkour is not just for white boys. Change the idea that Sebastian Foucault and David Bell are not just the old face of, oh, the only old face of parkour. Yes, they're the creators. Yes, Yamakazi. Yes, you got Gravity Style. Malik, you got all these people that no longer move on a level that's efficient that you still keep calling up as a way to define what old parkour looks like. You can't do it. You're never, it's a setup. Because when they get older and they possibly might be as good as me or better, let's hope they're better. That's my point of even setting this bar to, to subconsciously get in your mind and fuck with you and make you do better. <laughs> yeah, like Mike Tyson used to do, get in their heads. You know, now I'm saying it, it might, it might, I might lose my energy and lose my power, but that's, that's a part of it too. Not that I it's also it. true, but also to get in your head to push the bar so mm. that when I get old and decrepit, if I make it that far and they're going to be like, yo, do you think this will happen? It's like, no, I wanted the bar to be pushed so far that if it was going to be pushed anything further, it had to be an impossible thought. Mm. And so, you know, Luke Albright, Luke Albright, is it Albright? Yes. yes. Everyone knows Luke. It was until I came around, me, that Luke's movement wasn't defined. Really? I call it Luke core. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. Not to say that people weren't coming up with names and saying things, but he has his it, own style. He, he, exactly. They kept making it parkour and they kept trying to move in a sense like him, but no one went to go train with him. No one went to go do his exact movements that I saw. So guess who the fuck did? I did. And I trained with that guy and I made him, I made him and asked him to teach me how to be like him, how to be a Jedi, how to mm -hmm. move like that. And I can't do it. I tried 
So then I realized he's on a completely different level. And he might die before you guys realize that. And that's the unfortunate part. Shout out to Luke, man. Shout out to Luke. Shout out to Luke for ages, dude. Mm. For ages. Like, easily, easily one of the most creative in the game. 100%. Easily. Mm -hmm. And yet, uh, do you think, is 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 he super well known in the US? Like generally? Yeah. Yeah. Because I would say... He's a celebrity in the US mm, community. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Children, say- children force their parents to go <laughs> see Luke. Right. Okay. Wow. Mm. It's that real with Luke. And I, as far as he conveys himself to me, he's a humble guy, but he doesn't, he, he doesn't take no shit. Good. You know? He's not going to be bullied or, or um, made fun of his movement just because you can't do it. He knows that's why people may have made fun of it in the past. It's because they couldn't do it. Not <laughs> because there was something wrong with it. Yeah. You know? So um, it's dudes like that that I love and admire and, you know, hope to build my own version of that legacy. If not, then I want to be their fan. I want them to live and die and remember that there was at least one person that thought the world of them because I do not as an individual, but because of the work they do and I'll wear their clothes. I'll buy their material. I'll I'll support their work. I'll repost their videos. I don't give a fuck because they deserve it. Mm. Yeah. They deserve it. Not because you know them, not because they move like you, not because they won a competition. No, just because they're good people and they discipline the fuck out of themselves. And like Luke, he has a whole new path that, again, I don't even know. There might be <laughs> another generation before kids can move like Luke. Um, yeah, I think you might be right. <laughs> yeah. I tried moving like him and I'm, I'm pretty capable on my body and I could somewhat move like him, but I would love to try. <laughs> I would love to try, man. I would love, I, what I'd love, I, to what I would love him to do. What I would love him to do is create a movement video and, and challenge people to do his exact movement and then give yeah. a paragraph sentence about it. I would yes. love for him to do that, you know, but mm. maybe he just views it in a different way, which is great. Because whatever he thinks of himself, as long as he continues to think it, it shows that he can think, shows he thinks well of himself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Let's All go right, on to, let's go on to the, uh, let's go on to the okay. question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your longest episode ever. I'm sorry. Bro, right. don't worry. It's all good. It's all good. Like we, we could go for hours, but I definitely. No, I know you got to sleep. And I got other stuff to do before my night. <laughs> okay, mm. let me just find it. Real, real, uh, where are we? Oh, man. Okay, I'm shutting down. Okay, where are we? This is great. I feel like, uh, you know, when you, you, you kind of lose in sleep, you feel a bit drunk? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually did a um, podcast with someone um, or one of my um, students. We had a one-on-one, another podcast, a Zoom call. And I had to get up at like three in the morning 
<laughs> and it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, ah, you know, and I got up at two to give myself a whole hour to prepare for <laughs> a 30 minute session because <laughs> I had to be so, you know, awake. So I, I get what you're possibly going through, man. Let's just power through these questions. And I, again, thank you so much. No, it's funny, man. It's making me laugh. Uh, okay. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay. It was worded slightly strangely. So um, I think I, I think I understand what he means. Mm. So this is from, uh, this is from my, my boy Kunal Sharma. Shout yes. out. Yeah. He's all over your podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazes me. I love it. Um, he says, I'll just, yeah, he said, don't feel like conditioning or training or just slacking back. How do you approach this thing mentally? Mm. I don't, does he mean don't feel like conditioning or training? Oh, okay. So when you don't feel like conditioning yeah. or training, you just want to just sit back and chill. Mm. How, how do you, how do you approach that mentally? That's his question. Ah. Uh. Can well, you chill? Does, like, does, does Howard Palmer chill? <laughs> and I, I was like, without getting like deeper context into what he's getting at, yeah. um, I'm like Hulk, yo. Okay. Like, I make the unchill chillable. You know, like, I find yeah. peace in the chaos. Because to me, like, as I meditate and get better into this, the idea of self and using and learning this knowledge, I don't read spiritual books or philosophies of other people. I think there's enough books in the world. I don't think there should be any more fucking books in the world. I think there should be more readers in the world, more people who are willing to read and comprehend and turn that learning into wisdom, right? Because we can repeat the fuck out of somebody's something somebody says and post it online and make it sound good and get all the likes and it's a quotable, but you don't know what it means, the wisdom behind it. So I don't personally think there should be more books. There should just be more understanding of the lecture that's out there. And the way that I remain calm in that breath of way I come from mine is that I don't get too caught up in my body's ability not to do something. The jump will always be there. You have to be ready for the jump. The body, and maybe because I'm old, I shouldn't be saying this, but the body is resilient. It, it is. is the mind, the mm -hmm. mind that you have to break. And it, I say it in a sense because I've seen overweight people, like in America, it's predominantly a lot of overweight people and in the UK, but in America, we have a problem with obesity. And I, I'm like, how does the skin stretch like that? Like, how does your, look at this fucking neck. Oh my, you know, and I'm just one, I look at skinny people or even myself and I'm like, man, if my stomach stood out that far, how could I fucking breathe? So I just know that the body is very resilient, but then they may have gotten that way because they allowed their minds to let go, right? They got fat because they got sad or they got fat because everybody in their family fat and they were the only skinny ones. So they might as well got fat. Whatever the case may be, it started looking like it was just here more than it was here. So then I realized for me to really get better at my training or my discipline or my movement, 
I have to calm my mind down. So I mentioned I wake up at four in the morning, I'm in the bed by nine, 10. I meditate at least four times out the day. Mm. And I do an active meditation where I might be walking and just being grateful, saying words like, I appreciate myself. I protect myself. I love myself. I listen to discipline. You know, I say those things, or it might be a stillness meditation where I'm sitting there for five, 10 minutes breathing, you know, or it might be um, a learning meditation where I'm learning something and trying to digest it. Like uh, this book that I, because learning to me, learning is a, it's a skill. You're not just born and you learn, you have to learn how to learn, right? That's why there's education and knowledge, like fuck school. You can get knowledgeable without school. You don't need school, but it's a good way to start. So like this book that I'm reading here is called Handbook of the Navigator. I meditate with this book. I might read something out of it and then just sit back on it and think about it. That's how I remain cerebral and keep mm. the mentality calm. So when I come to a movement and a jump and I do a lot of breaks, I do a lot of breaking the jumps. Again, I mentioned I've done jumps that have yet to be considered because Howard did it or what, who knows what, but whatever the case may be. So when I'm the first to do the jump and we all know what it's like to break a jump, it's up in here, dude. And sometimes you might need to see someone else do it first before you do it. But what if there's nobody else to do it and you still want to do the jump? The jump will always be there. You have to get your mind right. Mm. So to answer his question, it's a constant, constant continuation of checking myself, appreciating myself, listening to myself and learning how to shut up and get out of my way. Constant, mm. constant. That's the flow. That's the breathing. That's the joy. When I go to bed at night, I pray. When I wake up in the morning, I meditate. When I go to bed at night, I pray. When I wake up in the morning, I meditate. It's just a cycle, right? I ask for, for forgiveness and I ask for guidance. And then I show gratitude and guidance and appreciation of how my day went. There's something greater than me here. If it's God, if it's Jesus, if it's Buddha, it's, it's something greater than me because I'm flawed. I am capable of hurting myself. I'm capable of lying to myself. I'm capable of mistreating myself and I can do it to other people and we do it to other people. So I need to give praise to something greater than myself if I wanna believe that there's goodness in this world and in me. So my life is about breathing that, that beauty. Olive or Liv that you had on your podcast, she talks about the, the pranayama and the different breathings and there's the four, the four spaces of breathing. Yes, most of us only know two, if not one, just breathing, I'm breathing. Yeah, but you know, there's a pause in between that. Like, and it's, it's everything. And to her point, yes, we do all get friggin' um, angry when someone tells you to breathe or, or hesitant and it's natural. Mm. It's almost telling a baby to stop walking. No one taught you how to walk, Sam. <laughs> you looked at these adult looking motherfuckers walking around and you're like, damn, I want to do that. <laughs> and then you taught yourself how to walk. What, what, why are we in a space where we're trying not to learn to appreciate each other or learn to love from each other? Why are we trying to separate so much? Again, speaking from an American standpoint, right? There's a lot of separatism and segregation and systematic racism in our, 
in our life that some people who might say, I'm not racist, they don't even know that they are. Yes. So blaming them is not the fault more than it is to learn to change, be a part of the change. That's why I do it. I could have stopped training parkour years ago. Could have gave up. But if I want to see me or a version of me or greater in the future, I can't give up. I have to be that representation. That's why I'm excited when we talk. I'm not mad that you don't know me. Who cares? Who cares who Howard is? Let's learn about the cosmonaut. Let's learn about what drives this individual to be the best version of himself. And we can talk about Howard later, the guy that died, the guy that this, the guy that, sure, you can learn about the, the struggles that got to, to Cosmo, or you could just learn about Cosmo. We gotta be able to rep stand bigger than ourselves, man. David Goggins and these guys that are out here leading this, they don't give a fuck what you think, but they love you just the same. Hmm. They'll do anything for you, but they're not here to support your contrast or your negativity or your inability to learn how to love yourself, how to be consistent over this intense environment called America. Consistency over intensity. It's not just a physical discipline, it's a mental fortitude. I want to continue being that example and I want others to learn that in themselves or that version of themselves and fuck this shit, change this shit. So get on the Daryl and the Dan stance, get in the political stance. I can't do it because I'll start crying, dude. I'm too emotional in that way. Oh. I can't, I can't stand it sometimes, bro. Keep up the good work, Sam. <laughs> no, get up, man. Don't ever stop this shit. Don't ever stop learning and finding out about other people. And we have the medium of parkour. We do. Sam, sorry, hold on. I just thought of something that... It's good, man. All right. It's good. Just, just keep up the good work, man. We need this. We need people like you and like Lewis who are willing to just... And Brandon but more like you and Lewis who are willing to step up and say, I have a podcast and I, want an, and I want people not just to have it, which is nothing wrong with that, but step up, man, step the fuck up. Step up and step out. And you don't have to do it like me. Maybe because of where I am and the position I'm in, I gotta start exposing motherfuckers, but you don't have to do it this way. You can just continue doing it the way that you're doing it now out of the love and appreciation but I've been doing this for too long for me to be denied. And it's not because I'm angry. I humbly sit here and I get looked over. Why? Is it because of my skin? Is it because I don't move like you? And if it's any of that, then fuck that. I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna get up there and I'm gonna bring everybody up. And your bullshit ass ways of trying to be the only one Hopefully it'll get squashed out and nobody rem remembers your bullshit. But we all learn to live with each other, learn from each other and not just see each other because of our skin or our inabilities to, to, to do something like you. Fuck you for being that way and not learning how to put across your ego and put that aside. I'm not good because I have an ego. 
I'm good because I don't let my ego get to me. If I let my ego get to me, I wouldn't run around in a spacesuit, motherfucker. <laughs> I'd let you make fun of me like you do and make that be my reason for not living. What the hell? I wasn't born in this country. You're not gonna take me down. Hmm. I'd rather live on my feet than die on my knees. And all this thought shouldn't be in parkour. But in the US, in the environment that I'm in, in the way that I see it, in the person that I am, like, here's a question for you, Sam. How'd you Tell hear me. of me? How'd you hear of me? Why did you want to have an interview with me? How did you hear of me? I attended the Obsidian Gathering. Thank you. Have you heard of me prior to that? No. Now, knowing that I'm here, should you have heard of me prior to that? Yes. That's my point. It has nothing to do with me but because there's not a conversation enough. Shout out to Josh and Storo. He doesn't even know the representation he has here in the US. Shout out to Josh, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to but speak to Josh one day. He shouldn't have to have that position though, my point being. <clears throat> he doesn't need to hold any race or yes, culture or anything I, yeah, on his shoulder. I know. He should yeah. continue to be free and happy. Yeah. But because there's such a lack of it here in the US, he's forced on a pedestal that he's not even aware of hmm. because he gets to work with those white boys often. Just that simple factor. I'd love to speak to Josh. That'd be great. Same, same. I would love to hear his thoughts, you know, but you know, he's right a, now. Go ahead. I was going to say like, um, I've followed him for a long time and, but then I've only seen, it's funny how we kind of come around to the beginning. Like I've only seen a side, certain sides of his personality online in like minute snippets of his life. I've not, I've not had, a, I've not had a conversation with him. I don't know. Who I didn't he even is. know he was in music either. Yeah. I, I, again, and I would love to, he's so humble. Like I would love to. Yep. I'd love to talk to him. I'd love to. The conversation I've heard as to why nobody rates him is because he doesn't move. He does like what he doesn't do park. He does like, he's not strong in parkour. Oh, fuck's sake. He's, he's, he's one of the most creative guys out there. He's awesome. There Snake you go. Stunt. There you go. It's part of the attention. They out here looking for the biggest jumps, the biggest flips, the biggest this, the biggest that, that they can't see someone just creatively expressing themselves in the most unique way. Hence why dudes like Luke may have been overlooked for years until he wasn't. Mm. Howard, keep doing, keep doing your thing. I'm definitely going to keep trying, bro. I'm not going to not stop trying. That's all but, I can do. Uh, we could talk for a long time, but I am losing consciousness. No worries, man. Uh, Thank you for <laughs> taking this space. No, it's fine, man. Let's, 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 I'm going to finish out listening to the rest of your episode with Lewis, as much as I'm going to finish listening out, um, to some of the, the, the guests that you've had it. Cause you've had some really, like, okay. I don't know much about the, you, the European scene, um, only because I try to find the, the easiest way of saying this. Go for it. So wide. 
you're mm. seeing in, in the way I'm looking at it from here. There's not the idea of there can only be this or only be that in that scene. Over here, there's this idea that there can only be this, there can only be that. So <sighs> when I'm looking at the European scene, I almost am stuck again in the white wall. Oh, the, the, the people that everybody says is important. I have to like open the blinds to kind of see the Sam Altimas, to see- um, Ciao, Sam. Dude, we, we'll talk here for all days if you can bring Sam. <laughs> so I'm, I just, I just kind of just put it out there. But there's some other dudes that I follow and they're not necessarily black, but um, yeah. that it's almost like, it's, it, it's hard to see them. So what I do is I wait for a certain energy of them to come around. And it looks like in the example of, hey, you know who you remind me of? Or have you seen this video? Or YouTube might suggest the video. And that's how I learn about the European scene or the people behind the big names, right? And so I don't try to learn their names or know them, but there's some really great people that you have exposed me to that that's where I'm like, man, I should have known about this guy. <laughs> I'm so mad, but I'm mad because it's not enough of him in front of me. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Or so her. This, this is this is what is part of my project. It's like I, yes. I, I feel like I have a good, uh, good eye for the treasure, and I want to just yeah. uh, I want to uncover the treasure, man. I want to. You're Indiana sure. Jones. You're the <laughs> Indiana Jones of parkour. There you go. I've I've now given you a title that I'd like to call you. That's You're nice. Indiana Jones, man, because that's what he does. You know, you find that treasure and you 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 pretty much get it. That's what I'm trying, man. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm super interested in in the people, especially who are not getting enough uh, recognition, love, attention, however you want to call it. Uh, yeah, and, and that's that's it's such a simple thing. Yeah. I just turn on my camera, I turn on my microphone, and listen to people ask questions. <laughs> There's and nothing to it. And I will say, it. in that light, you know, um, the same energy that I'm sharing about how I feel like. I'm not being noticed. I still get a lot of support too. I don't, mm. I mean, that is kind of why I'm here as well. My likes aren't there because I paid for them. My likes are there because people still support me. So I still get a lot of love too, as much as the idea of me doesn't exist. But I'm more focused, like I said earlier, I don't really hear the boos or the nays because it's not about Howard, you know, as much as it's about Cosmo. Yeah. You know? So, um, it's real important the work that you're doing. And I, I appreciate you seeing the value in my discipline as well, you know, because I would think that George Hubbard and 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 mm. and David before like Shabastin and the idea, why they wanted to see it as a militant discipline is because they know it could save lives. It wasn't a leisure movement to get bigger jumps or better jumps more than it was being a supreme firefighter or supreme to be able to be what it was that was that term to be strong to be useful yeah mm. that's no longer a, a stigma or even a thought in the parkour community it's to be flashy and cool and and shot very well but are they really strong are they really useful can they even do again <laughs> we're gonna go we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> Woo. the, the yeah. idea of being oh i gotta do these many things in this amount of time that that, that makes me best 
So what if you can do that many things in that many time? That doesn't make you that you can save someone's life. Okay, do 30 million climb-ups, do 30 million jumps in five seconds. So the fuck what? That doesn't make you good. That doesn't make you better. That makes you efficient and disciplined, sure. But does that make you capable? Fuck no. So th these are the things that we're missing when competition gets exposed into parkour or, mm. or people win them or the idea of someone doing better than the other or using these, these, these stats to determine someone's, to say who is what. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, just, just briefly because it's a really exciting idea. Um, I have to shout out my friend Flynn Disney once again because he he came up with a really interesting idea about the lineage of parkour. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned George Ebert, you mentioned David and Sebastian and Yamakaze. Mm -hmm. What's really interesting is that Flynn's looked a bit further. So people like David and okay, maybe not George Ebert, but people like David were inspired by Bruce Lee. Yes. And you could then say that Bruce Lee is the godfather of parkour. In that inspirational way, yes. But then, going further than that... Who inspired Bruce Lee? Okay. So there's a guy called Krishnamurti. Mm -hmm. I think I've got his name right. Mm, and, and Flynn has a theory that he is the, the great godfather of parkour. Ooh. And I watched... Yeah, it's super interesting, man. I watched yeah. a, a really interesting talk... Uh, filmed in man i don't know when it is like pretty like mid-century like 1950 60 or something like that wow and it's it's krishnamurti speaking and it really moved me man because mm. he was a really obviously he was a very spiritual and kind of uh how can we say well thought out <laughs> a, a, a tuned person you know okay okay he was definitely interested in in life and the self and the soul and and it really moved me watching his video because mm. he's you know he's gone now but like mm. if 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 there is some truth in flynn's theory then like we're still like his words are like echoing like Wow. Like through time. I want to see this. <laughs> yeah. So like from, from him to Bruce, mm. to George Hebert, to Raymond, to David, to yep, Sebastian, yep. to Yamakaze. And now I here, name. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now we're here sitting and, and talking about it. And he has no idea. He had no idea the power of his words. And that's what got to me, man. That's like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why I'm doing, I'm, that's why I say look beyond myself, man. It's For from sure. people like that. It's, I don't know him, but I know a lot of um, other people in my own personal history that I follow or believe in that did the same thing. Yeah. You know, you got to think of it, like, think of our last piece. Think of the Egyptians, right? They were building those pyramids to last for eons. They weren't building them for their time frame. They didn't learn about the stars and the positioning of these pyramids in relation to constellations for their own benefit. They were trying to live forever, <laughs> right? So if you think of, if, if you think that everything you do is in the forever mind frame, you're going to do it big. 
And before you do it, you're gonna measure twice and cut once, right? That's why they were so deep. That's why, that's why these people who, okay, again, I'm in America, so this, I use this term a lot. Um, why these white people will go over to excavate these lands and then say, I can't, were they, did they have aliens? How could they be so smart? Why can't they be this smart, white people? Why couldn't they have been that contemplative? Why couldn't they? Why not? Because you don't get it? So because you don't get it, they must have been primitive? Come on, come on. Only the winners write history, we know that. And since you conquered them, you might be telling us a lie. But in the evidence of their work, it looks like they were thoughtful. And you got the Aztecs and the Mayans and the Druids. That's just examples. So I say that think about yourself and think about your work and your purpose in a legacy long marathon format. Don't just think of the now or how good you are now or how good you can get now. Think about mm -hmm. if someone found you, found your work years later or if aliens came to the planet, would they even care your name was Sam or would they care about the work you represent on the planet? That's what we need to get to, bro. <laughs> That's what we need to get to. God willing, man. God willing. God, God willing. willing. All right. Um, <laughs> I do have one question for you and we can end it. Yes. What makes you love parkour so much? <laughs> what is your purpose? And that, and that, a nice, easy one to finish. Um, yeah. I think honestly, the the reason I love parkour so much is because it's the it's the best tool I've come across to help me in some way realize myself. Same. It's it's because you grow up and you 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 are swimming in potential. Mm -hmm. You are surrounded by potential. Your whole life is is like it's like electricity in the air, like your potential is in everything. And how the hell, what the hell do you do with that? You don't know what to do with that. You don't know who you are going to become. You don't know what direct, it's chaos. You don't know what direction you're going to go in. And parkour is like a tool that I picked up and helped me sculpt myself. That's um, why I don't like when they call it a sport because no sport can do this for you. Martial arts is a martial art. It's not a martial sport. You can turn it into a sport, but that's why I ask you that question because I really believe you see love in this expression. And I you, do. See, you, you see the self, the loving self in it. Yes, yes, yes it's, it's, self -love not a, yeah. it's, it's not just physical feats and, and, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, and show-offs and likes. It's literally how it evolves you as a person. And mm -hmm. then you take that into other aspects of your life. I have yet martial arts and parkour and yoga are probably the only three things that I feel um, are even in balance. And if I had to put them in a category, it would be parkour first. 
even over martial arts, even all the stuff I've done so well in martial arts, I'd still put the movement and discipline of parkour first because of just what you said, the way it makes me learn to love myself more. That's it. That's mm -hmm. it, man. That's it, bro. <laughs> Good, man. I, I, I thank you. Um, I'll definitely do what I did before. I'll promote your podcast and let people know that the episode's coming out. And thank you. Um, please feel free to... I've said, I say this often, I hope we have another conversation. It doesn't have to be on this format, but For I sure. hope I've, I've gained an associate or a possible friend in this, <laughs> this community of parkour. For because sure. over at um, Parkour's Black Equity is an Instagram that I own. And I started that in relation to bring more black people in parkour up front and letting their work be known. Um, I hope that platform either doesn't need to exist anymore or finds a home in the community. Yeah, I'll put all the links for people listening. Uh, all the links will be above in the description. YouTube, all the links in the description below. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, which has been a whirlwind of an episode. Wow. So, I want to uh, apologize. No, because please. We, okay. Mate, mate, no, no, no. <laughs> this, this is the point where you don't apologize. I think... Uh, <laughs> I, I'll be super interested to listen to this back several times. And I'm sure. Uh, I just went at the fire hose with you. That's all. <laughs> just, that's all. You should. <laughs> I, I was, I, I was just, just here. <laughs> I saw you. Just taking it, bro. You're like, and just I'm take like, it. yeah, Howard, calm down. It's like, he didn't know you, who you were. So he didn't, he just had like a few questions. He didn't know you were going to do this. And I'm like, all right, all right. So no, okay. no, it's like you it's like you're speaking for your life, bro. I love it. It's amazing. It's really honestly, really, really great, really great. And um when I'm in a more lucid state, I will yeah. I will I will have some more eloquent words to to say about this. But um yeah, for people for people listening, uh yeah, if you enjoyed this, you can hit follow on Spotify, you can hit yes, subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe. And uh yeah, go and check out Howard's work, go and check out yeah. what he's doing, his mission. Yeah. his movement don't forget about his movement yeah just uh, just i would say follow me on instagram at only black cosmonaut if you follow me at only black cosmonaut all one word um you'll find black astronaut which is my parkour page you'll find parkour black equity which is my my way back to co the community and even you might learn about the, the the videos and the rapping and the movement that i've done in relation to like my give back to the community you yeah. know um mm -hmm. so i'm out here um I want to be, I want to be able to be a part of this history too, you know, and I want young black men and young black girls and people who feel ostracized. You don't even have to be black, but just to feel accepted. I want you to know that you can be accepted in this art and in this discipline. Don't be afraid of it. Um, don't let the commercials and the camera fool you. Mm. There is a sense of love here. And if you don't find it, create it. Lovely. Okay. On that note, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Bye. Howard. Yes. And yeah, we'll speak again. Um, yeah, man. If, if not, then I really love this moment. So thank you so much, Sam. I appreciate that too, man. I and really thanks for the listeners that. for spending one hour and 47 minutes. Until <laughs> <laughs> next time. Thank you. And Until next time. There we go. How there else we go. <laughs> parkour that's how we say it that's how we end it parkour all right <laughs> bye yeah.